Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that, that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. From bed today, I am recording from bed. It's just one of those days. <laughs> I'm also in isolation at the moment because my flatmate just got COVID, so it's only a matter of time for me until that happens. But I am, yeah, I'm feeling good. I just felt like talking through my thoughts from bed. And now that I have this new podcast set up, I can so easily do that, which I love. So hopefully many more of these solo apps to come. I kind of taken a bit of a break somewhat off them recently um, not because I haven't wanted to do them I actually love talking through my thoughts and as cringed as, as it is to look back on those thoughts and feelings sometimes it's so awesome to have this record of how I thought so that I can see how much I've grown and changed as a person um, I'm obviously a huge believer that just because I have an opinion today or tomorrow or last week doesn't mean it's the same as it is at any other time. It's constantly changing and forever updating, forever learning. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about leaning into your intuition because this is something that I've done so much over the last couple of years and that I really believe has transformed my life in so many ways because it's made me make decisions or I guess come to the realisation of who I am or things that I feel like align with me or don't align with me. And it can be a pretty raw thing to be put in the position where you have to make a decision between two things where both look amazing for different reasons. And you've got to really know yourself to know which one you want. You know, for example, choosing between passion and money. You know, you might be passionate about something, but there's another opportunity that is going to offer you more money. And money means freedom and control, so we think. And it's hard to make that decision when, you know, both are important to you for different reasons. And you don't know where the other one is going to leave you in the long term and that uncertainty can sometimes be scary and force you to make the safer decision and it makes it harder then going forward to trust your gut or lean into your intuition. So I really wanted to do an episode all about how I have lent, I don't even know if lent is a word but I keep using it recently but anyway, I really want to talk about how I have leaned into my intuition and where that's sort of left me I suppose. And before I jump into it, I really do just want to acknowledge the privilege I've had growing up and within my life to, to put me in a situation where I guess I have the freedom to make these decisions. I had the resource, I had the capacity, the space, whether it be mentally or physically or whatever, to allow me to do this. And I know that a lot of people uh, would have a harder or maybe an easier choice in the sense that 
there's only one option and it's not the option that is going to give you more freedom within your mind but it's the option that you have to take based on whatever your life situation is at the time so I just want to acknowledge that before I jump into it and I'll kind of explain I guess my situation during each decision but yeah as we go through it I really just want to be super honest and vulnerable and open about all the different things that I have had to make choices on recently or in the last couple of years and and how that's impacted me. So I never really understood the importance of trusting your gut. I don't think I even registered it in my head as something that meant anything, Uh, especially through high school and uni. It wasn't something that I consciously thought about, I don't think, and it's not until now that I've looked back on these kind of events and I've thought, okay, that makes a lot of sense as to why that may have been the right decision. I have parents who have always encouraged me to do whatever I want to do as long as it's going to make me happy and to try all sorts of different things and you know give things a go I guess be as open to new opportunities as possible it's not as if they said those things but they definitely created an environment where I felt safe to do those things I also naturally have always had a pretty solid base level of self-confidence where I feel like I could do that, I could try it, or at least not worrying as much if it doesn't work out. Like I wouldn't base my worth necessarily on not being good at something. And that's definitely strengthened over time. But I would say that at a very small, on a very small level, I've always sort of had that. And coming out of high school, you know, that's a time where there's a lot of decisions to be made. Basically, what are you going to do with your life is a decision that you pretty much have to make when you leave high school. It's not actually the decision you have to make, right? Like we know that whatever we choose to do from high school onwards, we can change that. But it feels, it truly does feel like that's the decision you're making. And it's definitely not conscious. It's totally unconscious, but you put so much pressure on yourself to figure that out. And so for me, the first step of figuring out what I was going to do with my life was which uni I was going to go to. Not even, do I want to go to uni or don't I? It was, what uni do I want to go to? I was the first person in my, I guess like immediate surrounding family to go to uni. And I was always that kid that was pretty, you know, I was known as a smart kid. Like, I was pretty academic in the sense that I tried at school. I wouldn't say that school and studying and all of that came naturally to me school was definitely something I I tried hard at I wanted to do well and so it just made sense that I of course would go to uni because I have this interest in in learning and studying and so I'm smart enough to go to uni which is just a huge misconception around people going to uni like anyone can do a degree I'm going to even say this for medical and law degrees if you want to do a degree you can do it you just need to work hard For some of them, some of them you don't even need to work hard. I wouldn't even say I worked hard to get my degree. And that's not from a point of like, I didn't work hard as and I didn't put in the work. But I could have tried a lot harder than I did. I probably did the bare minimum and still got a degree. So in my eyes, anyone can go and get a degree. And so when I hear people talking about that now, like, oh, she got a uni, you know, you're so intelligent. It's like, that is just such a misguided way of thinking. But anyway, so I ended up going to uni and I had to make a decision about what uni I was going to go to. The three I was choosing between were the three in Auckland, Massey University, Auckland University of Technology and the University of Auckland. I had scholarships to Massey. 
not to AUT and not to Auckland Uni, but I had scholarships to Massey. I also had a scholarship with PwC, which I could take to any uni. So technically, I had a scholarship no matter where I was going, but I had two other scholarships to Massey University. They weren't massive scholarships. Like, my tuition wasn't paid for in full, but just, like, little scholarships that would help out with some of the fees. And so the Massey University scholarships, I think, ended up with the PwC one adding up to half around half of the full tuition getting paid for. And so that's massive, right? That's like that's half of what would have been like 32k. So 15 16k would have been paid for me. But I don't know, going to Massey just didn't feel right. And so I kind of decided that even though I had the scholarship, I wasn't going to do that, which is a privilege in itself to be able to make that decision. And saying that, I paid for my, well, I'm paying for my full degree. So it was a decision that was going to affect me and my ability to, to pay for it no matter what. Um, so I was really impacting my future self by making that decision. But I'm also the kind of person who, especially now when I make a decision that feels right, I just roll with it. I don't think about it too much because that's when you start to go back and forth and have regrets and et cetera, et cetera. If you're going to make a decision, make it and stick with it because that's going to be the best way to ensure that you don't have regrets, I feel. So anyway, I'd made this decision that I don't think I'm going to go to Massey University, which was something in itself. But then I had to choose between either AUT or Auckland University. Both seemed amazing. AUT to me just seemed more me. I don't know what it was about it, but it just seemed more me. I had people in my life telling me that AUT is still known as a Unitech and you shouldn't go there because it's not going to look as good on a CV as Auckland Uni is going to look. I had a lot of pressure actually around that, which now looking back is just like, oh my God, a degree is a degree. Like it really doesn't matter where you go. But at the time it felt so real, like this decision about what uni I was going to go to was going to impact my job prospects leaving. I had to make that decision, which I found very stressful, but AUT had smaller classes, it had a more modern campus, a more modern kind of like system and I just felt it fit me so much more and so I ended up deciding to go to AUT. Although looking at the big picture you wouldn't think that was a huge decision, that little decision or that big decision of what uni I go to really impacted my future ability to make other decisions based on a gut feeling and you'll see that come through as a theme with all of these decisions is that with each choice I made it then gave me confidence for the next one I had to make especially when it worked out which so far it has. That was a decision that involved choosing between opportunities that you know gave me money potentially more freedom in the future if I didn't have to pay as much of my student loan but I chose to go with my gut which was with another university where I didn't have those extra scholarships but that just felt right and it wasn't even the one that would look best on my CV. So you could technically say I I chose what would have been the worst option of the three, ended up working out the best for me. And saying that, I can't say what kind of experience I would have had at Massey or Auckland Uni, but what I can say is me going to Auckland University of Technology, AUT, it did not impact my job prospects whatsoever and it has not financially impacted me in a terrible way. <laughs> I'm saying that, I'm still paying off my loan to this day. And it probably will take me a long time to pay off. But it's not, you know, I'm not crippled under my student debt. It's fine. I got to around 
the second year, about halfway through my second year, and I had to find an internship because a part of business. Oh, this is another huge reason I went to AT. Actually, this is a big reason because they did a practical placement within the degree. As a part of your study, you had to do a practical placement for me. And I thought the name of the university versus practical experience, in my head, practical experience is going to be a thousand times more valuable. And I think deep down, I was really keen to just start working. Like, if I had the knowledge I had now, I definitely wouldn't have gone to uni in the sense that if I knew the benefit that practical experience gives you and I understood kind of my view on uni now, I wouldn't go. But in saying that, I wouldn't have had the experience. So obviously it's hard to know. So I started applying for internships in various places. I emailed probably 15 different companies that I really wanted to intern for and I was actually going through my own dilemma at the time because a part of my scholarship PwC was that I had to major in either accounting, financial, uh, finance, information systems, any of the boring ones and I wanted to do marketing but I couldn't do marketing because I'd signed a contract <laughs> um, and so I was trying to work out how I could do accounting in a really cool business like accounting in a marketing business or do half and half and something like that so I went out and emailed a bunch of companies that I thought were really cool long story short after doing all of that work I had two serious offers one was from HelloFresh and one was from Next Advisory and Next Advisory is an accounting and advisory company based in Auckland run by Luke and Phil. Luke who I've had on the podcast many times, Phil's been on a few times too. I had the choice between these two. The HelloFresh offer was a paid internship with all the normal employee perks that HelloFresh gets which is like real cheap HelloFresh. It was an opportunity with an established company that was at the time they were really small in New Zealand like HelloFresh was yeah it was quite small. They only had a small team kind of working in the shared office space. And so I'd be at the start of what would be a really cool journey. And then with Next Advisory, they were two dudes, <laughs> recently started this advisory accounting firm. Um, so it was just the two of them in the business. It was unpaid. It was kind of new and different. Like it wasn't an established corporate it was smaller, it was a bit of uncertainty around the kind of work I would do, I felt like I was going to get more variety at HelloFresh. I didn't interview at HelloFresh, I had a phone call with Luke. After I finished the phone call with Luke, I felt like I just instantly connected with what he was saying and, and who he was, and I felt excited about that opportunity. After the HelloFresh interview, I felt good I felt like this would also be a really amazing opportunity but it didn't spark anything in me I wasn't like oh I'm really excited to take a job there and so I remember calling my mom and I said to her I've had you know these two opportunities one with these two dudes and the other one with HelloFresh I explained to her the situation and I was like what do I do like what do I do and she was like, it seems like you already know what you should do. And that's because as I was explaining 
the options to her, I was definitely leaning more on the side of Next Advisory. Like I think I said, you know, HelloFresh has this, it has that, it's going to be paid, it seems like a really good opportunity. But I just got a really good feeling about Luke and Phil. I feel like they could teach me a lot. I feel like I would get a good mix of the things I'm really wanting to learn about. And yeah, they just seem like really cool guys. And it might be nice to get some experience in a smaller firm before I head to PwC because at this time, I was, I knew I was going to start my internship at PwC in the summer, so I was like, oh, it'd be good to get that variety of a small firm versus a big firm and see what I like, and so my mum was like, okay, well, it's pretty obvious what you want to do, but I think you're just coming to me for that reassurance, and you know when you just need someone to tell you what you're telling yourself so that you can have someone back it and be like, yeah, you should do that, so that's what I was doing with my mum, and thank God, you know, I have parents who encourage me to take risks in saying that, I can't say they were fully supportive of me leaving PwC. Um, they're also the kind of people that are huge believers and do whatever's going to make you happy. When it came to this next advisory versus HelloFresh option, I was like, yep, I'm just going to choose next advisory because it felt right. And honestly, that is one of the best decisions I could have made because Working with Luke and Phil was an amazing experience in itself. They taught me a lot about their business and how it works and dealing with clients. But aside from all of that, they taught me a lot about my own personal self-development and understanding what I wanted and how I wanted to learn and the different things I wanted to get out of life's experiences. And they really helped me to kind of develop my own thinking on life and what it was I wanted to do. And, and I could not be more appreciative or grateful for that opportunity. That experience helped give me confidence for the next time I had to do it because I was like, you know, I've trusted my gut in lots of little circumstances now. So I know that I know what I want. I can trust myself to make the right decision. I think that's a big part of it is like, you want to be able to trust yourself the most. Going to others for reassurance and for validation and all of that, those things are totally fine, but you want to be able to justify your own decisions deep down within yourself because if you don't, it's going to crush your self-worth because you're not going to feel like your own opinion or your own perspective means anything because you don't even trust it yourself. So you want to feel strong in the decisions you make for you so that you can be empowered to continue to do that and you'll feel so much more aligned in so many of the things you do moving forward. You'll start to notice in those two examples specifically that money was a part of them both. Money came into the uni decision when I had more scholarship money going to one uni versus another and money came into it with the internship where I was going to get paid for one versus not. Both options I chose the, the one that didn't involve having more money which of course is a privilege in itself I didn't have to pay rent at this time when I was living at home but what I can tell you from having that opportunity is that choosing a life based on gut feeling and passion and purpose and interest and curiosity leads you to an extremely creative place where you can Develop your thinking on who you are with so much more clarity and I think get to a space where you feel a lot more happy, a lot more fulfilled, a lot quicker. And so the next kind of decision where this came up was starting the podcast. I was really nervous to start the podcast. I you know, came up with this idea really randomly but it was like as soon as I came up with the idea I knew I was going to do it. 
I came up with the idea and I thought, this is such a good idea. <laughs> this is such a good idea and everyone needs it. But seriously, I felt like this was something I'd never seen before, something I would have loved. And to be honest, if no one listened, it really didn't matter because I was still getting the initial benefit that I wanted to get out of it. I was learning. That was the main thing I wanted to get out of it. And to bring other people along on that journey and make it public was something that made me extremely happy and made me feel fulfilled because I felt like I was doing something positive for society in the sense that I was opening up these conversations with new people and and making hard to understand or previously inaccessible topics more relatable and easier to understand for people. So that was a huge part of starting the podcast but I guess to not have any fear in it failing was a big part of trusting my gut. Like of course I was scared that it wasn't going to do well or that people were going to judge me or think I was weird because when you start something out like this, like if you imagine someone starting a YouTube channel or wanting to be an influencer or you know doing TikTok vlogs or whatever, of course at the start no one really cares because you've only got your mates and your family who are listening to it. And then as you build an audience, more people start caring and more people start being interested in what you have to say and that kind of thing. And so as you build momentum, people take it more seriously and and that makes it a little bit easier. But at the start, when no one's taking you seriously, it is a hard choice to make because you're putting yourself out there being completely vulnerable when one, no one really cares that much, but two, you don't know if you're actually helping people and three, anyone can be listening. Like literally anyone could be listening to this podcast right now and I might know you because you're a mutual friend or you're a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend or you're a family member or you're just someone who I I don't know at all or I met you one time on a night out. Like who knows? You could be anyone listening to this right now. I don't know. And so that is putting, you know, that's a risk for me because you could potentially be judging what I'm saying. And so having to make a decision that meant I was opening myself up people to judge me was one where I had to trust my gut that what I was doing actually made me feel fulfilled and made me feel like I was helping other people and I guess for me it was like well putting myself out there to potentially help other people was something that I know is a struggle for many people that's a risk I'm willing to take because even if it helps one or two people that's one or two people who understand something more now than they did before because it's been put in a format relatable to them and that is so important the sharing and the accessibility of information and education amongst different groups of people is so so important and if something that I have in my podcast can be the trigger to you doing something else or improving your life in some way then that is just the most incredible thing ever and so for me the podcast although it was a process of trusting my gut it was kind of a thing that I just knew I was going to do it was more overcoming I guess people's or my fear of people's judgment how about an example of when I didn't trust my gut (laughs) so I started this podcast in January of 2020 and I started my job at PwC in March of 2020 And so as I left uni, I was really excited for the career world, for the corporate world. Like I've always wanted to be that girl that just has meetings all day and works a nine to five and dresses up nice and is all corporate-y, et cetera, et cetera. Like I always had that dream of being that girl in my head. And so I really wanted to work in corporate. But when I had done my internship at PwC, 
which is an accounting firm for those who don't know. I knew I didn't like it. Like I, I knew in the internship. I had an amazing intern group though. So I had this amazing internship group, but I knew that I didn't actually like the work. But I think because I just loved the experience so much and the people, I thought that it would just be the same when I went back. But when I went back, no one from my internship group was there, first of all. And also the work was the same. So it was just a combination of things that was like, oh. But I knew that. Like I knew it, the work was going to be the same. Like I, I understood that. But it was almost like I, I didn't let myself think about it enough. And this is the same when I chose to go to uni at all. It's like I didn't even give my chance. My, I didn't even give myself the space to think, do I even want to go to uni? And it was the same when I started at PwC. I was like, do I even want to work here? Never asked myself that question. Literally never. I was just like, nope, I'm making the decision to go there because this is the right thing to do. This is the logical next step. And it makes sense. And so I went and did it. But I never gave myself the space. And I think that that was a time when I chose not to trust my gut. I chose not to even listen to it. You know, it wasn't even like I was making a decision. I didn't even listen to it. And that led me down a path that I ended up leaving anyway. And to be fair, I have absolutely no regrets. And this isn't even like a, I have no regrets because I can't have any regrets because it's over now. This is like, I'm so glad I actually had that experience because I feel like it's given me so much perspective into the stress and the pressure that people feel when it comes to getting a good job and career. But it helped me grow my resilience so much, like having to choose to leave and then to deal with people's potential judgment of that and feeling scared about what was coming next. Like having to move through that gave me so much resilience and strength for the next time I made a hard decision relevant to my career. So then obviously it came to leaving that accounting firm and that was a that was a time where I really had to trust my gut because I was like, holy shit. I've just been given this insane opportunity. The poor the poor company has given me the scholarship and now I'm deciding to leave. No scholarship that was money for uni. Not that I actually spent any of it on my uni degree. Um, an internship and then eventually a grad role and now I'm deciding to just throw it all in. And to top it off, I'm going to do a podcast about it that everyone's going to know about. <laughs> so it was like I really had to trust myself that I was making the right decision for the right reasons. And regardless of other people's comments or judgments of that, I had to trust that it was the right thing for me. You know, I had family saying, you know, I had a family member say like that I was making a mistake and I knew that people thought what I was doing was a bit weird. But I also had key people tell me that they thought what I was doing was extremely brave. And I think that kind of encouragement really empowered me to make that decision. And so I guess I want to hold space right now for those people and thank them for encouraging me to follow what I cared about and what I was passionate about because it's people like you who motivate others to follow their dreams and to live into the things they're passionate about and I hope that I can always be that voice of encouragement for other people in my life. This decision was solely on me like I really had to take a hard look at my life and what I was doing and decide is this something you want which was as I said before a question I never asked myself initially right like I never asked myself is this something I want so for the first time I was asking myself what do you want to do it's up to you it's your life you have control over you have the flexibility what do you want to do and kind of being faced with that was so confronting because I was like oh now I have too much choice too many options like if I just stay here it's just going to be so much easier and safer and I know what's going to happen and as uncomfortable as it is, it's also the most comfortable option because it's the easiest thing to do. 
And so that was a really hard thing to push past and to make a decision about. So how I actually ended up making that decision was I wrote in a, a massive pros and cons list. Um, I've told the story a few times where it was the pros and cons of staying. And the pro was I'd have more money and the con was I wouldn't be as happy. And so for me, mental health is always number one. But also, I have a fear of wasting time. So I knew if I stayed here any longer, I was going to spend so much time doing something that didn't make me feel fulfilled and didn't, I guess, ignite this passion and this purpose for life. I felt like I, I really had. And I, I need to say this because I don't say it enough. This is nothing against PwC. <laughs> They're actually a great company. I would encourage anyone to go and work there. It's nothing against them. It's actually it's actually against accounting as a whole. Um, no, it's not even against accounting as a whole, but it kind of is. It just wasn't for me. End of story. It's not about anything being bad or good. Just personally, it wasn't for me. And so, yeah, making that decision, I had to then decide what was for me. But obviously, I didn't know what was for me, right? So it was all this uncertainty that was like, okay, so you're leaving something that you are sure of in the sense of you know what you're going to get to go and do basically nothing and to finally have the space to decide what it is you want to do and what it is you care about. So that was extremely scary. And later, after actually leaving, I went through one of the biggest lulls in my mental health I feel like I've ever had, which also grew a lot of resilience. But being confronted with uncertainty and having no direction is quite scary when you're young and you feel like every decision you make is going to dictate the person you become. But ultimately, coming to that choice of leaving was probably the biggest catalyst in growing the resilience to be able to trust my gut and to move through things that weren't right for me and then to make a decision to cut that thing and do something else even if it was extremely uncertain or risky. Ultimately, I definitely have learned that trusting my gut is a key part of being happy, in all honesty. I have grown so much in the last couple of years through having kind of an obsessed, kind of an obsession with self-development, which has a bit of a negative connotation attached to it these days once you start to learn about yourself and really take a, an interest and commit to your own self-development you understand who you are so much more you're able to make decisions that align with the life you want the most so much easier and ultimately you are more fulfilled and feel more passion and more purpose every day because another thing I've learned is that passion and purpose doesn't come from this one thing that you do Everyone has this passion and this purpose that they want to put towards something. It's about finding that and finding that within yourself and learning what what triggers that and then going in and doing it. This whole process of trusting my gut and making these little decisions and learning how to do that has contributed to my ability to finding out what it is I care about and putting that passion and that purpose into everything I do. Now I'm at a point where I feel that I have a pretty good idea from a career sense what's going to do that. And then it's just about narrowing down and getting better and better and better at it. I love chatting to you guys like this. It makes me really happy. And this is the first episode I've done in a while, like solo, where I feel okay about what I've said. The other ones are just, my brain has not been working. I, I've recorded probably three other ones that just, ugh, they just weren't good. So I've scrapped them all. So I can't wait to hear what you think of it. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, opinions, please send them through on Instagram. 
at the One Up Project. And otherwise, let me know what else you'd like me to talk about or if you want to have a chat about something. I literally answer every DM. I don't miss a single DM. So message me anytime. I will definitely get it and I will definitely reply. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.